Hey guys, happy cheesy cheesy self. I hope you guys are in a good place and space this morning. Sorry that I've been a bit quiet, you guys. Things have been hectic. So just a little rundown. I am officially on leave for two weeks, which I'm so excited about because damn, guys, damn. I was really, really tired. Um, I had a huge project delivery at work and um, it was just crazy, you guys. So I'm so glad that I'm on leave. But in the meantime, I hope you guys have been enjoying the series on Career Focus. I know that, you know, we had a different assortment of people on the show. And I hope you guys were able to find some value in those conversations that I had with an entrepreneur, um, with a working woman in the media space and how she built her career and with a professional recruiter. Uh, so today I'll just kind of be wrapping this series up um, on career focus with some of the stuff that I've been doing with some random, probably really unuseful um, information. So first of all, I'm on leave. Hallelujah. Um, really happy about that. Second of all, you guys. So this is something that I'm not sure if it affects you guys or that if you care about it, if you know about it. But I know that um, my sister was pretty bummed out about it. So apparently Regine Page uh, is not going to be on season two Bridgerton. He plays the Duke of Hastings. And I know everybody has a crush on this guy because he's absolutely gorgeous. So apparently he's not going to be on season two and a lot of people are bummed out. Um, of course, this is Bridgerton on Netflix, which is Shonda Rhimes' first Netflix um, you know, show, original show. Um, that's on there. So um, yeah, apparently a lot of fans are bummed out about that. Not sure how much I feel about it. If you have watched it, I don't know. Let me know if you if you think it's going to be a huge, uh, you know, impact on the show. I, I think uh, apparently, uh, according to some of the news articles um, online, he was never scheduled to be there on season two anyway. So it wasn't some like dramatic fight or whatever that he had with like the production team. It's really just he was only scheduled to be there for one season. So if you liked that series and you're looking forward to season two, then check that out. Also, um, my leap has literally just started, but um, I was able to catch up on some of the shows that I love. Um, one of them also being The Good Place, which I think is hilariously funny. So if you're looking for something fresh, funny, quirky to watch on Netflix, try The Good Place. I think it's great. Um, and of course, The Office, you guys, because I mean, it's The Office. So yeah, so that's kind of where Netflix is in my mind. And I'll be catching up a bit more because I've still got some time. Um, my official leave starts today. Um, on this Tuesday, um, but I was actually able to enjoy the Easter long weekend um, that kind of ushered me into my leave. So there's that. And then one of the other things is if you guys have been listening to the podcast from the beginning, a lot of you guys eventually in one of the episodes would have heard the dog from downstairs barking through either a question that I was asking or through a response that a guest was giving. Um, that dog has moved out of the complex. Uh, so the lady that obviously he lived with, uh, the owner, uh, moved out of the complex and obviously the dogs went with her. So there will be no more barking, I hope, in my sound bites when it comes to this podcast. I actually really love dogs, 
But this dog just had a way of keeping quiet whenever I wasn't recording or whenever I wasn't on a team's call. And then as soon as I join a team's call and it's actually my time to contribute on the team's call or I'm interviewing a guest for you guys, um, the dog starts barking. And it was just like this persistent barking that just would not quit. And it was an absolute nightmare in actually lifting up the sound of the barking from the entire soundbite. So yeah, you guys, so that's something that happened, which is random. But for those of you who have been listening for a while, um, I think you might be pretty relieved that there'll be no more dog barking in the background. Um, and then finally, um, again, also really random, might not really add value, but I am currently embarking on a journey of remodeling and styling my bedroom. So right now I live in my apartment um, in Johannesburg and I'm really looking to remodel my space a little and um, I'll be sharing a little bit of it on my Instagram page. So I hope you guys can hopefully give me some advice on which colors you think I should go for. But I'm really trying to just create a space that is obviously where I rest and where I sleep at night, but also where I work. So my desk is in here, where I record the podcast is in here, in my bedroom. Um, I've got a beautiful floating shelf and a beautiful desk that I recently had made. Um, But I'm just not too crazy about the current color on the walls. So in these two weeks, I hope to tackle or at least start to tackle the remodeling of my bedroom. And um, I'll share a little bit of that process and journey on my Instagram um, at hazes.podcast. So yeah, you guys, let's see how that goes. Um, But yeah, it's really good to be back and to be able to talk to you guys and to actually just be able to breathe um, because these past, it wasn't even like two weeks, it was literally like over a month, a month and a half has just been absolutely hectic for me. So it's really good to just catch a break. But I hope you guys have been finding value or found value in the career focus stuff um, that we did, the conversations we had. If you guys haven't listened to all of them, I think you should go back because they were really good gems and pearls of wisdom that were given from the various guests. One of the things that I really did was go onto my LinkedIn page and really edit my LinkedIn page and look at how my LinkedIn page looks, right? Like in terms of presentation style, but also in terms of how I've ordered my skills, my um, talents, you know, how I've detailed my work experience and my interests and really just made sure that it makes sense. Um, You know, like Gita said, the first conversation we had, she was speaking about how it's important that your LinkedIn page is as detailed as possible, especially if you guys are in the job market and you're looking for a new opportunity, you know, or, you know, maybe you just want to expand your profile and, you know, kind of shape and coin yourself as a career expert in finance or environmental issues, you know, whatever it is to make sure that you're using LinkedIn um, proactively and as an actual platform that can add great value to your overall personal and professional brand. So I went onto LinkedIn and I kind of just reordered some of my stuff and I hope you guys are able to kind of do that too. Um, Honestly, I think, you know, 
a year is 12 months, right? Um, but I think it's advisable to revise and kind of look at your, your LinkedIn um, at least once every quarter, you know? Um, I'm personally on LinkedIn all the time, but I know for some of you that's just not possible or you don't care for it that much to be on there consistently. But just to make sure that it's like up to date, if there's anything cool that you've been doing or any project like me that you've been working on for like over a month or two months to make sure that, you know, you get the endorsements on LinkedIn, people endorse your skills, people are promoting the work you've done, people are promoting the value that you've added. And maybe you writing a short write up on the recent project that you worked on and what you learned. Um, and how you grew. So kind of just using LinkedIn as a bit more of an interactive um, profile and, and, and platform than just something that stays in, it's a bit stagnant. And then one of the things I wanted to share with you guys today as we wrap up on career focus is that I had an amazing um, idea of reaching out to the people that currently occupy the jobs that I want to occupy in the next two to five years. And um, I reached out to these women on LinkedIn and these are women that are in the public uh, relations and crisis management space because that's what I do for a living. And, um, you know, I really wanted to reach out to them to find out a bit about their, you know, their work, their experience, their journey, and really just ask them how I can grow, develop and align myself um, in order to, you know, occupy one of those positions one day. You know, I think looking at our careers proactively is so important because one of the main things um, that we will never, ever get back is time. So the way that we use our time matters. What we do with our time really matters. And so when you're thinking about your career, you might be a junior or even mid-level management or even a senior, right? Um, but you want to think a bit more intentionally about the next steps that you're taking in your career and what you need to do to get to where you want to be and to kind of be able to have a clear, uh, you know, path, you know, or track in mind where you're able to really kind of just, you know, plan that and think about that a bit more clearly. So I literally went onto LinkedIn and searched the job positions I would like to hold. And then a whole list of women and men, but I honestly just love talking to women. Um, I prefer it for me. That's a, just a preference that I have. Um, but I just saw a whole lot of women who were holding these current positions. And I just sent them an invite and a lot of them accepted. And then I sent them a text, you know, a message on LinkedIn introducing myself um, and obviously asking right then and then if I could have a 30 minute session with them to discuss my career, to discuss my goals and my ambitions, to discuss their careers and to see if there's any advice that they can give me that will help me as I shape my career. And you guys, three of them replied, you know, three of them replied and I've had two of the three calls already. And these are women that occupy quite senior positions um, in big companies. And um, it was absolutely amazing. I was so humbled that they were willing to talk to me and they each gave me 30 minutes, which was more than enough time for me to introduce myself, um, to give them a bit of a picture on where I am 
and where I want to be. And then to really just have like a back and forth question and answer um, conversation that helped me understand them a bit more and help them understand me. And they really were able to give me some real guidance and real advice on how to navigate my career. Um, the reason why I find that really valuable, you guys, is that often the only time we talk to the people we aspire to be like is during an interview setting, right? And often in an interview, you know, you your main focus is getting the job. Your main focus is really being impressive. Your main focus is making sure that you are impressive enough to at least make it through to the next round. And so it's not really you're not really in the position of power in that conversation. You really are kind of, it's difficult to establish that positioning of power. Um, and it's, it's stressful. And I think a lot of us get nervous in interviews. So it's not really the time to be asking like general questions that have got nothing to do um, with the job spec, you know, and with the interview. And so I find that Another way to engage with industry professionals that is outside of the pressured interview experience and environment is to reach out to them the way that I did. That way you find you may be speaking to a potential boss, but the guards are down, you know, they're the walls are down, they're less barriers because it's not really like a testing environment. It's more for sharing environment. And I find that the value that was added to me in that hour was absolutely incredible. It's given me a lot of confidence and a lot of perspective on what I need to do in my personal career, um, you know, in order to get to where I want to be in the next two to five years. So that's something that really helped me. I hope it's something that you can think about. Think about the industry that you're in right now. Think about where you want to be in two to five years and think about how you want to get there. And then find people on LinkedIn that are already, you know, two to five years, maybe even 10 years, your senior, who can give you some guidance on how to get to where you want to be. Granted, not everybody's going to want to talk to you. Granted, not everybody's going to have the time, but you'll never know unless you ask. So you have to put yourself out there and kind of be willing to be a bit embarrassed and I don't know, be perceived as a little forward. But at the end of the day, you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. So I hope that is something that you guys will be able to do. You know, some of the questions that I asked them was literally based on my profile and on my experience, would you hire me? If so, why? If not, why not? From my description of my skills and capabilities and experience, what do you believe I'm missing that you would like to see in a future employee, right? Um, what would you have done differently in your career at my level that you didn't know at my level, but you do know now at your level, what would you have done differently that I could perhaps implement into my career right now? And, you know, these kinds of questions 
get them to think, you know, because it's not like you're just asking for a job. It gets them to think, it gets them to reflect on their career. It gets them to think on and, and think, uh, reflect on their career growth and their progression and to really give you honest answers. Um, and again, like the woman I spoke to were really humble and really down to earth. So they really just spoke to me and just told me their stories, their career stories, which was like so amazing. Um, but one of the wonderful things that I got from one of the ladies that I was talking to was she was saying that often as she is, she's a black woman, a South African woman, and she was saying that in her experience, um, a lot of the time black women will ask for less or they won't apply for positions that they don't perfectly qualify for, you know, or they, they will, um, kind of accept whatever is given to them and not really fight because it's just good to have a job and we're just trying to keep our jobs and we're not really trying to like push the envelope and we're not really trying to push those barriers um and she was saying that i need to make sure that i don't do that that i need to apply for the big jobs you know i need to you know put myself out there and make sure that i'm applying for even the jobs that seem bigger than i am to put myself forward for those jobs and to put myself out there for those jobs and to not doubt myself and to not undermine myself and to not belittle myself, you know? So even though you find that you may only have three years experience and the job is actually asking for five years experience, don't let that be a deterrent from applying. You will never know what you have to offer and what the HR or the manager is looking for that they actually need and find in you. But because you're like, oh, well, you know, it's five years and I only have three years, so I'm not going to apply. Right. And in that forfeiting a great opportunity. So don't tell yourself that you're not ready for for something. You know, don't undermine yourself. Um, don't belittle yourself. You know, rather punch above your weight than accept something that's beneath you or something that's like 100% comfortable. Reach out of your comfort zone when it comes to your career and your career development. Sometimes this woman told me that when she applied for the business she's working for right now, it was literally a shot in the dark. But the company called her and she's been working there now for like two and a half years. So sometimes you apply for a job that does feel bigger than you and does require a lot more um, than what you think you actually have to offer. But again, you'll never know what you can do until you actually try. So today, I hope you guys will make some time to think about where you want to be in the next two to three years, you know, or, um, you know, two to five years, five to 10 years, where do you want to be? Um, think about the job title, right? So it can be manager, it can be director, it can be analyst, whatever it is. Think about the job title, think about the job level, right? The level of the position and type that into LinkedIn and research the actual job paths that these people have taken. Where did they work before this organization? You might even want to, let's say, work for an internet company or financial institution or an environmental, you know, focused company. You might want to transition into those industries. So even looking at those pages, like going to Google's page on LinkedIn and looking at the people that work there, even that is a great way to find 
the jobs that you would like to hold. Maybe you don't really know the job that you want to hold right now, but going to Google, going to Facebook or going to, you know, whichever company, Deloitte or whatever, you might find the career paths or career titles and jobs that you never really thought would be of interest to you that actually are when you looked into it, right? And then from there, find the people that seem approachable and message them on LinkedIn. It's a great way to actually utilize your network. But again, it's also a great way to do research and to gather concrete data um, that will help you shape the course of your growth and your career development. So I hope that's something you guys can do this week. Um, and, and something I'll actually continue to be doing while I'm on leave, while I have a bit more time now to kind of socialize and, you know, plan and brainstorm, I'll be doing that. So I hope you guys found value in some of these tips and I hope you guys will actually do it. I know that it can seem a bit intimidating, but I think if you really just put yourself out there and you're not too sensitive, you know, in being rejected or whatever the case may be, I really believe that you will, you have so much more to gain than to lose. So I hope that is something that you guys can use and something valuable that you guys can actually do this week. Otherwise, guys, I'll be talking to you guys next week Tuesday for the next episode on the Hazes podcast. Um, also, guys, just some housekeeping. I am considering taking the podcast from Podbean to Anchor. But I will make sure that all of that information is on the Instagram page. And if you are a regular listener on um, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you'll still be able to find the podcast there. But I'm just letting you guys know now so that you know what's kind of in the works. Um, so yeah, so so just keep that in mind. But until then, you guys, God bless. Take care of yourselves. Rest. Um, and let me know, guys, let me know if you reach out to the people and what they said and if the conversations were fruitful and as fruitful as mine. I'm hoping for the best. I'm crossing my fingers for you guys. I know that there is so much that we can still accomplish and conquer in 2021 when it comes to our careers. So let's do this, you guys. God bless. Happy Tuesday. Choose yourself. <laughs>